0: And Welcome to The Spells We Tell Ourselves. I'm your host, I'm Libby, and today we are going to be talking about thought disruption and changing your thoughts in general. So I'm sure if any of you are like me, then maybe you notice how your brain gets stuck into patterns, and especially it's those little what-ifs. What if I did one thing just slightly different? What if I did this? What if I did that? How would my life look different If I had done one thing just a little bit different, those are the thoughts that typically live rent-free in my mind at 11 o'clock at night when I should have been asleep, you know, like two hours, an hour ago, whatever, but I just can't fall asleep. So let's talk about how to disrupt those thought patterns. So thought patterns... How many times have you heard me talk about neurology on this show? Probably a lot, but I'm going to do it again. So the reason why we have these thought patterns is because when we start thinking about things, first of all, if you're thinking about a memory, then your brain doesn't know the difference between the emotions of that situation the first time that it happened and the emotions of the situation of when you are remembering it. So if you are choosing to remember a stressful memory, then your body is reliving that stress response over and over and over again, every single time you have that memory. So we gotta disrupt it. But as we have learned from other episodes on here, our brain really loves patterns. The neurons that fire together like to stay together. They like to continue to fire with each other, which is why we have these, why we have, it's why we have habits and it's why we have these thought patterns. So if you are sitting there remembering, you know, every stressful situation that you've ever had, or maybe you're replaying that stressful moment that you had earlier in that day, then you are still going to get the stress response. You're going to get the cortisol release. You're going to get all of the negative, I shouldn't say negative, the harmful effects that stress can have on the human body. We know that a stress response is healthy. We need the stress response, right? It's just like how we need the ego the the stress response keeps us safe the stress response keeps us alive in a lot of cases but if we are continuously staying in the stress response that's not going to be healthy for your body it so let's let's talk about what stress does to the human body so everything that i'm about to say in this next part is from the american psychological psychological association. So I will link that below. Um, so that way you can check it out if you would like to, but I am not relying on my memory from college. I'm going to just read it from the American psychological association. So here's what happens to the human body when it's stressed. When we are stressed, our muscles tense up. Now that's really useful in the moment, right? Like if you're in the middle of fight or flight, that's really useful to have. But if you are just laying in bed trying to sleep and continuously going over the same thing over and over in your mind, then that's not really going to help you fall asleep. Now is it? So we the muscle tension is a reflex and it it's good for sudden stress like I said, but chronic stress, when we continue to do it over and over again, we're going to start to affect the muscles long-term. So long-term tension like that can cause headaches and can cause tension in shoulders and the neck. So if you are a person who carries your stress response in your shoulders like I do, you might start to notice a lot of back aches in your shoulders and your neck. Um, other things that the stress response does is it affects the way that we breathe. So when we are stressed, the the we start to have rapid breathing, shortness of breath, and that's just... Um, So, like, think of somebody who already has a respiratory disease. So, somebody with like COPD, bronchitis, maybe asthma, stuff like that. The having that stress response of shortness of breath and rapid breathing, that could trigger a asthma attack. In some cases, that can trigger hyperventilating, and that which can then trigger a panic attack. So, and also that's why in some cases with severe panic attacks, then you might have hyperventilation. Um, And then when we have stress, then we are going to have, that's going to affect our heart rate and therefore our blood vessels and our blood circulation on all of that. So a chronic stress response is going to elevate your blood pressure, which I'm sure that we all know from talking with our PCP um, physicians that having a issue with your blood pressure is not a good thing. That puts you at risk for hypertension, heart attack, and stroke. Um, And then we have the cortisol levels, which I already mentioned. So that increases how much fuel is going to be available. So like it it helps with um, releasing glucose in your body, essentially. Um, So if that glucose is released, you're going to get that burst of energy. Again, if you're trying to fall asleep, that burst of energy is not going to do you any good. But cortisol is really helpful in the heat of a moment to help you react to something and get the heck out of a stressful situation. So we know what stress can do. We know that prolonged stress is bad for us. And we know that if you are remembering a stressful situation in your time, in your life, then you're going to get the same stress response that you did in the heat of the moment of when that first happened. So, how do we disrupt those thought patterns? That's probably going to be the most important part about this episode is how do we disrupt those thought patterns? All right. So, when we first try to start those do disrupt those thought patterns, It takes a lot of conscious effort because we're trying to break apart neurons and trying to get neurons to fire in a different way. So we got to break up those neurons who really, really like each other and they're besties. We got to end their friendship. It takes a lot of effort to shift your thought pattern away from, oh, I'm thinking about this embarrassing moment of when I fell down the steps when I was in college in front of everybody in um, in the cafeteria hall. So I'm sure you guys can see one of mine right there. Um, And instead of thinking about that, then what if instead I think about the fun times that I had with my friends in that cafeteria, just hanging out, eating dinner? What if instead I think about the times that I did not fall down those stairs and I can start to switch my thought patterns to remembering different memories that don't trigger a a stress response? That is generally easier when you're first starting out with trying to disrupt your thought patterns because you're already associating the cafeteria at this point. So you try and flip it to a positive association with that memory if you can find one. Or if not, completely disrupt the memory altogether and just go, oh, well, we were thinking about the time we fell down in Bartels. But now instead of that, I'm going to think about how earlier today I was out in my garden and that brought me a lot of peace and joy. And that can, that's a big switch. And sometimes that big switch is harder for when you're first starting out with this practice. Um, Another option that we have here is shadow work. What about slipping and falling in Bartels makes me so anxious? Was it the all eyes on me? And I wasn't as outgoing as I am now at that time period. Was it the pain That happened from when I fell on the stairs? Like, what about this is it? So starting to look at it from a shadow work perspective of why is this affecting me in this way? That why is so, so important. And then we can also start to think about things that happened after the event. So slipping and falling in Bartels. Um, Then I can think about the cute boy who helped me up, right? And I can think about how... My friends were kind, and after, you know, before they started laughing, they were asking if I was okay, making sure everything was good, and then, you know, we joked around about it, and now it's just a joke in my friend group, and it's fine because I was okay. Um, And then we can start to apply this for maybe the, the what-if piece of things, of when we have those moments in our lives that we are reliving of, oh, well, what would have happened if I had just... Done one thing slightly differently. Well, I got news for you guys. Doing, overthinking that moment in your life isn't going to change anything because what could have been isn't. Period, full stop. What could have been isn't what happened. And as much as I think sometimes we want the ability to go back in time, going back in time may not even change anything that could that what if moment that you are continuously reliving could be a fixed point in your mind where it was meant to happen that way. Because realistically, all the things that we have had happen to us in our lives have brought us to the point where we are today. Whether for better or for worse, that every moment has been a teaching lesson in some way for us, for our souls, for healing from our past life, for like, whatever, there's a whole list of things that it could have been. So if we are sitting there dwelling on, well, oh, what if I had said this instead? what if I had said something just slightly funnier? What if I had been just a little wittier? Like dwelling on that isn't going to do us any good. And keeping ourselves in that moment is going to prevent us from living presently in our lives. If we are continuously stuck in the past, then we are going to miss out on the now. And then before we know it, it's just going to pass us by. So let's disrupt those thought patterns. And unfortunately, in the cases of where you're struggling with the what ifs, that is one of those moments where you are going to want to pull yourself completely out of the memory and think about something else. I think that just by saying, oh yeah, just clear your mind, take a deep breath and let it go. That's not really accessible for a lot of people. That's not accessible for me, if I'm being honest. I am not a person who can just empty out my brain. Um, I, I think that sometimes there is a constant inner monologue in my brain and it just, it is what it is. So switching the memory completely is something that has helped me. So instead of thinking about those what if moments, again, going, oh, no, we're not thinking about that because thinking about it and pretending isn't going to change anything. So let's think about the time in the garden earlier today. Let's think about splashing in the puddles with my three-year-old. Like, let's think about something that did actually happen that isn't going to trigger my stress response and trigger my emotions in a harmful way right before bed so if we are thinking about the way that we can disrupt those emotions, again, it takes a lot of conscious effort at first. And eventually, once you get into the shadow work of it all, of why am I constantly wondering what could have been if I had done something different in this moment in time? What what about my life do I not like from even though all of this has happened? Like... It realistically, if we were all to go back in time, if every person got one time where you could go back to any point in your life and you could change whatever you wanted, you could do one thing differently, would you actually do it? So, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I don't think I would because I, I. Even though there has been plenty of struggle in my life and there are things that sometimes I do think about a lot, I wouldn't actually change anything in my life because the way everything turned out has been pretty cool. And the more and more that I focus on being present and I focus on looking around at my life and looking at my life for what it is, the more and more cool stuff I see. So let's all take this time to agree that we're going to remember what could have been isn't and we're going to disrupt our thought patterns. So that way we can have a healthier brain and have less stress response. Another way that I found helpful to disrupt negative thought patterns is to journal about it. Track what you're being track what is being said, like actually write down If you have that memory come up and it's one of those memories that comes up over and over and over again, write it down, write it all out, every detail about the memory as you can, and start to look at it from the perspective of, okay, well, this memory keeps on coming up. What can I learn about this? What can I learn from remembering this situation? And you can start to see just by having it written down in paper, what is actually going on with it. Sometimes we get so bogged down when we overthink about things that we miss out on the lesson altogether. Um, Another way that I have done is, (laughs) I'm sure you guys all expected me to talk about this, is tarot. I have used my tarot cards to ask questions like, what about this memory is helpful for me? What does it teach me? What can I do to accept this memory? What can I do to work with this memory? So again, using tarot as kind of a shadow work tool in that sense can be very helpful for disrupting these thought patterns that are going to be harmful for us over time. Um, We don't want to completely stop thoughts. We don't want to like just get so caught up in thoughts of, oh, I'm never going to relive my memories ever again. That's not mindfulness. What we want to do is to look at it for what it is and see if there's a lesson there and then we can switch the memory again to something that would be a little bit more positive something that's not going to trigger trigger your cortisol release and actually allow you to get some rest and i think that if we are able to journal and do the shadow work of it all then we can start to accept our memories accept our brains And it's something that's really helped me and it's something I do with my clients too as well when it comes to mindset coaching as I'm sure you guys have already gotten sick of me talking about how I'm a mindset coach and I often do shadow work with my clients as a way to help with improving mindset and doing a mindset shift. Um, So I am open for business and I am taking on clients. I have a couple of slots for July if anybody is interested in that. Um, and then I also have my discord community that is going on. You can shoot me a DM if that is something that you are interested in joining. Your first month is free and then it is a paid subscription service, but it also includes coaching with me. So gives you a little bit more access. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I hope this, episode was helpful for you all. I hope everybody had a safe and happy 4th of July and nobody got too close to the fireworks. Um, I hope that everybody had a good full moon in Capricorn and I hope you all are recovering from that emotional turmoil. Um, And I hope that I will talk to you again next week. So for now, I guess, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. That would be really helpful. Um, If you are interested in connecting with me further, you can find me and this podcast on Instagram at the spells we tell ourselves or Yogini Witch Libby. You can find my website at yoginiwitchlibby.com where you will see information on my yoga classes, upcoming events, including an upcoming yoga and shadow work retreat happening in Killington, Vermont in October. I would love to have you there. And I am also on YouTube, the tarot-inspired Yoga flows are all up for free on YouTube, or the tarot-inspired meditations are a subscription portal on my website that you can um, hop into whenever you are ready. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. The cover art for this episode was done by me, Elizabeth Duffy, and the intro music is Dream World by Star Fury.